You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to become known as a trusted authority while building a thriving business you love? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Here's your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. And as always, this is brought to you by the InfluenceAlliance.com, which is the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and scalable business whilst make a much bigger difference in the world. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says, by knowing your potential client's current energy, you can talk their language and the sale will become so much easier. Joining me, on today's show is George Adaman. Now, George, he is a relationship entrepreneur, a success and relationship consultant and trainer, as well as a speaker. And he helps entrepreneurs and corporate leaders increase their productivity while also enhance team performance and satisfaction. Now, he also helps them find and keep love or create sparks. And George wrote the first or his first international best-selling book, The Grey Dance of Love. And he created the first relationship and character personality types, the first relationship personality test and the gray theory, which helps entrepreneurs become the best version of themselves. Now, on today's show, George is going to share a powerful formula that will help us to regain control over our business and our lives. He's going to share one of the most important principles of success for business and life, as well as how to increase your productivity, your sales and team performance. So it's going to be a rich conversation today. Welcome to the show, George. Thank you, Anne-Marie. And it's great being here. And of course, you are calling in from which part of the world? We are an international uh, yeah, network, if you will. So where are you calling in from today? Indeed, from Lebanon, actually. Wow, fantastic, fantastic. So tell us, George, how did you get into the industry that you're now uh, sharing your knowledge? Can you give us a bit of an overview of the snapshot of your career journey? Of course. So it's actually a very unexpected journey. I basically did everything except that. I did my master's in marketing. I did management, entrepreneurship, and all those stuff. But along the way, I actually was friend-zoned by my ex-best friend. And so this actually led me to an unexpected journey, a beautiful journey. And once I started entering that, I went full in into personal development. I read more than 1,200 articles, more than 200 books. Uh, I did created an experiment, wrote a book, and all those beautiful things that came after that. Yes. And of course, as we mentioned in the introduction, your international best-selling book, The Grey Dance of Love, the, the first relationship character and personality type, the relationship personality test, and the grey theory. Isn't it interesting how often circumstances or a situation will catapult us to an entirely new direction and that becomes the area of expertise that we continue to share? What have you noticed since you now know what you know and start to teach. What are some of the impacts, some of the the changes and ultimately results that you see happen in teams and in organizations once they start to become familiar with your teachings and then implementing some of the strategies, which I know, of course, you're going to talk about today. But let's talk about what are some of the results you've seen? In short, I would say an awakening. So once you start connecting with the material and 
really what happens is you start to rediscover yourself. You reconnect with yourself on four levels, at a soul level, at an intellectual level, emotional level, and physical level. So physical, intellectual, emotional, and I keep on forgetting the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. You should say that because, you know, sometimes when we're working with individuals, we may approach it to one certain areas, you know, that you might mention. Let's have a look at the physical. Yet we can do all of the work in that one particular area. And yet we know that saying, you are as strong as your weakest link. So if there is an area of of growth or opportunity of learning in one of the other areas, if we don't deal with that, it's going to inhibit what we are doing and, and working on the, the that, that one particular area, say we mentioned physical, have you noticed that that is probably one of the areas you're so passionate about what you do because you often don't hear of development being done across all of those different areas, only maybe one or two. So have you seen that it really does allow people to recognise, oh, that's why there's still always a block, there is still always something that was missing? Yes, it's very true because like we tend to be very much focus and focus is a really good thing to focus on one area but at the same time uh, i like the holistic approach because in the end it's we are spiritual beings it's i take this from my one of my mentors bob proctor he always says that we are spiritual beings living in a physical body with an intellect and emotions so we all we have all four dimensions so by working on all four dimensions we actually leverage ourselves and really connect with each dimension to really be our, our, ourselves in a full and completely different aspect of how we're presenting ourselves. Yes, yeah. Would you say that, uh, I mean, each of those dimensions, I think, is very important. However, has has evidence come to light that if you are lacking in one of those areas, they will impact the rest or are they all so intertwined? They're all very important. What's come from your um, research? It's a little bit of both, I would say. So I'm going to give you an example when it comes, for example, to personal relationship. Uh, One of the the reasons for, for example, people having multiple partners or cheating or this is just, I'm not saying that this leads to cheating, but this is one of the reasons is that they are not matching on all four levels. So this is one example of why it's important to be like to, to have chemistry in all four levels. It's not just the physical chemistry. You need the physical, the intellectual, the emotional, and the spiritual. And it's the same thing with businesses. And it's, for example, you can see from yourself when you're talking to a client, for example, if you only relate on an intellectual level, so, okay, let's say you have, you both like reading books. That's great. It's a positive thing. You have one thing in common. But imagine if you have like the four things in common or two or three, the more things we have in common, the more chemistry we have, the more holistic our approach, the better things are, the, the, the more connected we become, whether with ourselves or with the universe or with our clients or with our colleagues or coworkers. And it's, it's really, it takes a different dimension. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're thinking about, um, I mean, I I would imagine even relationships within the business environment, your team, you know, there are certain ways that we can adapt, you know, to a certain situation. Uh, But then, of course, it's going to be important that we don't have to over adapt. That is 
quite foreign, if you will, to our natural, what I would call your natural state. So for instance, you know, if you think about what who I am, I'm an extroverted introvert, which means I'm quite happy to, to have a microphone and to speak and to share. But then I have to have those moments where I'm on my own. Silence is the best, you know, uh, sound for me. And so I need that to restore and re- recuperate. So if I was constantly on, if you will, and in a noisy environment, I would be worn out at the end of the day. So we can adapt, can't we, to, to different team members and so forth. But do you find, so what, what I think you're saying is if you need to continue to over-adapt or something's missing, that is when we go and seek other areas that kind of complement or, or that, you know, yeah, that, that kind of strengthen us in those areas. So let's talk about this powerful formula then that will help us to regain control over our business and life. The awareness that you just said of those, those number of areas in and of itself, I think is going to be incredibly helpful for people who are already starting to see, okay, there are some things that uh, I can see are missing, but what's this formula that you talk about? It's a beautiful formula that I learned from another of my mentors. His name is Jack Canfield. And uh, the, the formula is as simple as the following. E plus R equals O. Events plus response equal outcome. So what happens is that in general, we cannot really control the events that happen to us. But what we can do is we can control our response to the events, which will change the outcome. So we can either play the victim Poor me, uh, my boss is uh, not treating me well, or my client is not paying me this month, or whatever the scenario is. Mm-hmm. Or we can actually change our response and like take 100% responsibility, which is another, by the way, key principle, is to take 100% responsibility in our life. And so we say, okay, so let's say my boss is not being good with me, or there's a problem of communication. I can either blame and complain and do all those things that we always tend to do, most of us at least, and say, you know what? Okay, here's the situation. What can I do about it? Can I go and talk to my boss about it? Is he is he or she open for that? If they're very like, if they have a more of a fixed mindset and they already have like this, for example, that they already had this opinion of us and they don't want to change, for example, yeah. then we can find another alternative. We can always find ways. So we can either speak through another colleague or a boss, or we can simply, if things are really not working, okay, what can I do? I love my job, but I'm not satisfied with my boss. So I can actually apply for another job. I can create my own business. I can, there are always solutions for those that are actually really seeking to do that. Mm. That formula is powerful, especially when you see with what's going on in the world. And I think when we are heightened, because there there may seem to be situations which are out of our control, what we often do, or we get a result that we didn't like, the first in, you know instinct is often to look for blame. Who can I blame? But that will never solve anything. And I'm sure we've all heard that saying, you cannot control what someone thinks about you, says about you, but you can control how it impacts you. And that in itself is empowering because from there, it allows you to maintain control, if you will, because if we go down that hole of self, yeah, you know, kind of self this and blame and all of that, and it does no one in any good. What would you say for for someone who is maybe only hearing 
hearing this or recognising how important this is for the first time, where is a good place to start, to stop? Because it's very easy for all of a sudden an event to happen and you to respond, you know, in a particular way. But it takes some process first to be able to get to a place where you can take a different response or a different reaction. Just before answering that, I would like to give an example because I, in general, there's a lot of people that tend to be like, but I cannot take 100% responsibility if I have, for example, a disease like cancer or stuff like this. It's not my, my fault. It's genetic, the environment, it's whatever kind of reasons. So I think this is something very powerful to actually talk about. See, there's something that we tend to always like blame it out of our control, but what we can do is ask ourselves a few of the, those questions, like, have we actually done the research? Yes, we're not doctors, maybe, uh, but have we actually read all the articles we can on cancer or preventing cancer or healing cancer? Have we actually read books about it? Have we went to see multiple doctors? Have we talked about it to other people? At the same time, from what we've learned today on all the research, cancer is actually, some people might be, find this controversial, but it's in a way man-made because it starts with the thoughts and thoughts leads to feelings. Feelings leads to behavior, behavior leads to action. And so if you follow, for example, Bob Proctor's model, it's like it starts with, uh, let's say, negative thought. Negative thought leads to negative emotion. Negative emotion leads to negative behavior. Negative behavior leads to negative action. And at the same time, it leads to disease and then disintegration, et cetera. Yeah, a lot of diseases is, and even even uh, you know, scientific and, and medical research is showing high levels of stress or whatever that is is placing our body under that. That, that is a whole other topic on its own, I'm I'm sure. But okay, yeah. so we realise that there are things that perhaps we may have not even realised. Hey, we need to consider that because it it, it we can reclaim control over that. Exactly. So can you please repeat your question so that... um... Yeah, absolutely. So now that we realise that there are some things that we can start to do, and I think you answered the question beautifully in the question, which was originally, what can we do if we previously hadn't even realised that, look, there are other ways that we can respond? And it's just to be curious, isn't it? To be curious and say, have I done that research? To stop, have I done that research? What else is available? What source am I going to? That's what my thing. What's the motive behind what that source is telling you? That that is my greatest because if that's the motive is not truth or or there's a, 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 you know, an underlying motive for that particular body of people, then you need to to research that to find that out for yourself. Absolutely. Because often we don't don't even realise that what a reaction that can be instantaneous, we can actually slow that down and start to change, you know, our thoughts, our beliefs, as, as you say, which will then impact the response that we have so either we are we responding or reacting and in some instances overreacting so I think that's powerful so I love that formula you've already shared one of the principles with us which which I think is incredible but you say that there is another one one of the most important principles for success for business and life what's that one I actually already mentioned it uh, say it again George say it again Mm taking 100% responsibility of our lives. This is super important because we really tend to, we, we, we've talked about it. So we blame a lot, we complain a lot, we believe that 
nothing is in our control. But if we really look at it, if we really look at the examples of people that really succeeded at whatever the, you call them, the 5%, the top 3%, whoever, whoever you rank them, they've all shared a similar journey and they all speak the same language and they all say the same things. Take 100% responsibility for your life. Because when you really look at the, those stories, Bob Proctor, for example, he started out of nothing. He was he, he was gaining $4,000 per, per year. He owed $6,000, so he was already in debt. He started by cleaning floors, and he's now like a multimillionaire speaking all around the world, etc. Same thing with a lot of people. A lot of people started broke and then became multi, multimillionaires or billionaires. It all starts basically... So one of the things I actually really, really love, it's one of my personal like formulas is that we need three things for success. And um, so the first is whenever we're, when we're dealing, I mean, with clients and stuff, the first is you need to have a desire, a desire or a passion for something. It needs to, uh, to have a market for it at the same time. And at the same time, it's something that, so it's a passion of yours. It's a desire for the market and there's a need in, for it. And yeah. once you do that, it's, it's, and if you look at it, all the people that succeeded had this in common. So they had this, this lack in some, in some place, some area, uh, whether it's finance or in my case, for example, I had an emotional trigger. So it was basically start with my ex-best friend. And this, is, this was my, like the lack of sparks in my case was like a driver for me to actually go there and really change my life. And instead of, so I could have said, you know what? Okay, she doesn't want to be with me. And okay, I'll go with the next and then the, and the next and the next, et cetera, et cetera. Or I was like, you know what? In the personal development world, they've told us, if it's time to take responsibility, you really want to create something, you want to really change your life, take control of it. And this is what I did by doing all the research, by changing my habits, my beliefs, my patterns, my emotional way of being and it's it's actually a ripple effect if you really think about it from my personal experience and the people i know when you start changing it changes everything around you in yeah. every area like yeah. remember i, I did start for yeah sorry it filters through to other areas yeah. of your life, doesn't it? And I would imagine too, you may have started, and you, we talked about those four dimensions at the beginning of the, the interview, which you said was physical, emotional, spiritual, and what was the other one now? I've forgotten. Intellectual. <laughs> yes, intellectual. And so you may have started to make some changes, done some research in a certain area, but by doing that and changing some of the beliefs and patterns that you've had around that, it's impacted impacted some of the other dimensions, which I think is important. Now, that whole process, because often as entrepreneurs, and I know this is for me, you want change to happen immediately. But this kind of, for any change to be lasting so that you can respond appropriately to, and, and consistently take 100%, you were talk, telling us that that's important. It can take time, can't it? Well, the, uh, I don't believe in time, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I, I believe that time only exists on the physical plane, and that's one of another secret. It's a beautiful thing. Time only exists in, on the physical plane. So I personally believe in emotional progression, not yeah. time. It's not the lapse of time. It's about you being ready. Mm -hmm. And for you to be ready, it can take a minute. It can take ten years. It can take twenty years. Now, of course, like, there are studies like uh, Malcolm Gladwell's ten thousand hours, etc. 
but it's very, uh, very important not to go for the quick fix. I yeah. personally never don't believe in get love quick, get rich quick, get health quick. Abs I was thinking more of the physical stuff. I would love to go to the gym once and then walk out going, don't need to go back anymore. But that's what I'm thinking at time. Some of those things are instantaneously beliefs. You know, those kind of things can certainly. Uh, and by the way, Rachel, Rachel Ma, thanks, Rachel. Great points. Change mindset and beliefs equals change lives. Absolutely. Tell a little bit about that whole time aspect because there's aspects that we may think is going to take longer where in actual fact it's not. And others, we need to be mindful that it is going to take consistent action to see the results that we are wanting to achieve. Speak a bit more about this because I think this can be empowering for, for many who want that quick fix. Exactly. So I, I was a culprit, by the way. I was one of those people that used to believe that, okay, just have to like change your beliefs and just it just happens. And I realized actually that after a couple of years of just reading and doing all the personal development work, like reading, visualizing, affirming, and all those stuff, but I wasn't really consistently applying. I wasn't getting those massive amount of results I wanted. Like I was getting sporadic results. I was getting like, yeah, a quick win here, another win there, but they weren't as consistent as when I actually started to really implement the whole system regularly. And one of the key things, one of the key principles when I first started that is that I started with one one habit, and this is this is really if if there's one thing you should take from this whole talk we're having, and this is really one of my favorite. Start with one habit to change, one small thing, focus on it for around one month, and then start adding others. And I'm going to explain why. So there are many multiple researchers around habits. You can go and read The Power of Habit from Charles Duhigg, which is one of the most phenomenal books on, on habits. And there are others like Robin Sharma's The 5 AM Club, etc. It's very, very important to actually start with one. And one of the, the things that, from experience, I started, I said, okay, you know what? I know everybody said you can start with, uh, it's better to start with one or two. But then I said, I can do it. It's okay. It's okay. I understand that this. Challenge the status quo, don't we? That said one, but you know what? I'm going to double the odds. <laughs> exactly. So we're like, I, I understand that, but you know, let me just add a little bit more. I mean, I, it's easy. It's so easy. I can do them. But then we see that we're actually procrastinating and we're like, okay, we, we do them one day, two day, three day, four day, or whatever amount of time. And then we're like, forget about them. And that's because our paradigm our own paradigm kicks in and say and like makes us forget or life gets in the way or whatever so that we don't change. I won't get into that because uh, I treat this right now because it's a very big topic. But uh, going back to the, the, the starting with one habit, and this might be of interest to you. Uh, the first habit I started with, I, I said I want to have my six packs. And um, <laughs> what I started with was seven minutes. So if you've heard of the seven minute scientific, uh, the seven scientific minute exercises, it's a proven seven minute uh, scientific exercises for all the entrepreneurs and CEOs and corporate leaders that are actually don't have time. So we always have an issue. I don't have time. I don't have, we all have seven minutes per day. So I started with that. And um, when I started, I like, I'm like, uh, okay, one day, two day, a couple of days. And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually starting to enjoy it. Uh, so I added like maybe, 10 minutes, then on and on. But of course, at some point, I was like, you know what? 
I don't want to, it's not, uh, okay, I've done enough, let me rest. But then this is where it's important to actually have this perseverance, this grit, like, you know what? I know it's tiring, but the difference between people that succeed and others is that we do the things that other people don't want to do. And then it's okay, just a little bit more, a little bit more. And then a seven minute turn to 10 minutes, 10 minutes to 15, 15 to 20, 20 to 25. And now I'm doing 30 minutes every day. It's been 180 plus days in a row. And uh, after doing that, you start adding things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there's a magic um, formula when it comes to habits. Uh, it's from Robin Sharma. There's tw- it's 22, 22, 22. Mm-hmm. You need 22 days to destruct the old habit, 22 days to construct a new habit, and 22 days to integrate it and become part of your life. So 66 days. Yeah. I would always say go for 90, yeah. in, just because it's like 66, maybe it's plus or minus. So go for 90, you will be sure. And once you do that, your whole life will change because once you have those, those um, uh, habits that are actually linked together, everything changes and everything transforms and you start enjoying them. You stop like at some point, once you pass the third barrier or the barrier of your par- old paradigm, trying to tell you like, okay, but uh, I prefer to sleep rather than waking up early. Or I prefer, I, I don't want to like, uh, I- I'd rather eat this muffin or this uh, big cheesecake than just, uh, or whatever the situation is. You're like, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so, okay, Look, so- I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about, George. By the way, I've just brought uh, Derek Boykin's comment here, which uh, mm-hmm. that's a powerful way to bring an intention to the physical reality. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting that you should say that, George. And thank you, uh, Derek, for sharing that that comment, valuable to the conversation. I remember um, a neuroscientist and her name has slipped my mind, so I do apologise. But she was saying through studies that showed, you know, that consistency, and it was definitely over the the 60 days but I I like the the 90 days as well it really becomes a solid you know quarter of a year that you've put into ongoing development and action if you will and so that really solidifies that learning so it becomes part of and parcel of uh, what you're doing and of course you would have seen the one pack and then two pack and then three pack and then all of a sudden the six packs Mm -hmm. is uh, slowly starting but what I love about that too is you, you could think about if you're building business foundations and then building your business or whether it be that your team's performance or your own productivity, these things just don't happen overnight. There's different layers of and and what also happens too, and here's one of the the greatest, I think, things that, that happen. And you know, if you can if you've got some more uh, you know, validation to this, is that often as we are starting to change physically, we have to make sure that our mindset is consistently changing too. Because if we still think of ourselves as that person who we were before the six-pack, we're not going to maintain that, are we? So that longevity will ensure that all of the areas, you know, the, the intellect and, and uh, so forth is all growing and developing and at that level. So, And here's another secret to that. It's also about doing it, like not just, for example, there's the morning habits. Most people are aware of it right now. But I, I would also say it's important to have intermittent habits during the day. So what I do is I wake up at 444. I like the number 444. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> That's where uh, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I love numbers as well. And they, mm-hmm. they uh, stand out for me too. Yeah. So 444, you get up at that time. 
Yes. And then I have like four hours of, of habits. I, I really love it. I work on four levels, intellectual, emotional, physical, and spiritual. So I have a lot of work in the morning. <laughs> and then what's really key is having, so I chose 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. So what I do is at 11 a.m. and at 3 p.m. for half an hour, I have sh uh, short sequences of habits or for me to reconnect with myself, no matter what happens throughout, throughout the day. Now, of course, if I'm in a workshop, a full day workshop or something, I might alter it. I'm not, I might not do it exactly as I want to, but there are always ways around that. And as long as uh, we do it 80% of the time, I love the 80-20 rule, this is what matters. The reason why this is important is that there's a cartoon, uh, cartoon uh, image that I really love with a Buddhist monk who actually, like, there's a story that he actually meditates one hour in the morning and then he goes out throughout the day and he, I'm sorry for doing it, but it's just for the purpose of explaining it, he starts doing this time. Oh, yeah. So he's, he's like insulting and, and all those things. And this shows that it really doesn't work. It's not about like being Zen in the morning if you're great for one hour, but then for the rest of the 23 hours of your day, you're just crapping all around, you're not yeah. gonna change your life. It's all about being there all throughout the day. So meditations work, visualization work, but it's all about being consistent. And by doing them again, not all of them and not, so it's certain exercises that you do. For example, let's say you start with your morning habit, 30 minutes of exercise, since we're talking about exercise. What I would do at 11, one of the things is I would do 10 uh, push-up, um, 10 uh, abs standing. There's a specific way. So I don't, I can be anywhere I am and I do that. And uh, 10 squats, for example. So this is what, what, one of the things I do. It's just two exercise, count till 10. It takes less than a minute, less than even 30 seconds for both exercise to keep me rolling at 11 and at 3. So this is something that, and the more you do it, you will realize that actually it's, it's really powerful to get you through on the day because it re-energizes you. Mm -hmm. Especially, for example, for those that are introverts uh, and that need time away from their colleagues, from their coworkers. You can just take half an hour. Uh, if your boss doesn't like that, then you're going to the, to the bathroom or whatever the situation is. You can always find a creative way to do that and have your own moment or your own time. It's super important because this will give you more energy, re-energize you for the whole day. And you will come back with more product. Uh, this is one of the key hacks, by the way, for productivity. Yeah. To actually yeah. reconnect with yourself. And this will actually boost your energy, boost, boost your, um, boost, <laughs> boost your, uh, <laughs> your energy and give you more focus as well. So it's energy and focus for the rest of the day. Yeah. Brilliant. What I love about that is that, you know, so often I notice this in myself too, because uh, I, I work from home, or I always have, and I could just lock myself in the office. And I often will say, if it weren't for my husband coming home and saying to me, you know, like, exactly. hey, have you finished? <laughs> I think I would work 24 hours a day because for me it's not work. And, and having those time slots where you go, I need to have a break because even physically if we're hunched over or, you know, just those things, whatever habit we're trying to change if we don't intentionally book those in the diary and we always hear if there's time that you need to take a, a, away to do brainstorming and just to sit and rest I think we don't value the importance of 
of being still, that stillness, you know, and letting things settle. I mean, even neuroscience has proven that if we're stimulating, overstimulating our minds and our, you know, thoughts too, too much, with too much, it can be stressful, overstressful for us as well. And so be intentional with that. Whatever that is for you, you know, for some people, it might actually be setting time to, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever that first habit is. And would you say start off with something that is not because this is the ambitious entrepreneur show and we're all like that we go for the biggest and you know the boldest start off with some mini things that gets your momentum going that you think i nailed that what's the next one what's the next one because we've got to give ourselves some runs on the board if you will does that also help yes creating momentum is really the key for everything this is why what like because the reason why we always start with one, a small habit or a small task or a small goal is because it gives us the, the satisfaction of the of achievement. So it reduces dopamine. And at the same time, it's like it creates momentum. And so once we grasp the momentum and you run with it, this will help us actually uh, create more energy And because this is the way life is. So life is all about flow. And so what's how, what happens is that we go with the flow. If you look at life as a river, we would be going with the flow downstream and it would be easier than just recreating this is why it's always hard to start so the the, the start is always the hardest but once we get this momentum rolling then this becomes easiest and of course it's also important that once we get the momentum to like as ambitious entrepreneurs we always like to add the new the new thing the new next best thing and always get rolling and on so what we can do is we can always change and adapt so uh what we what I do is oh, I always modify slightly my my routines. It doesn't have to be like big, but for example, I change a bit my affirmations or I change a bit like one exercise, I tweak it here, tweak it there, and I always study myself in a way like, okay, how do I feel today by changing this? Is it helping me or not? Reflection is super duper important and it helps us actually, okay, so I love this, I'm gonna keep that. And it's something I, I think Fishin Nakhiani, the founder of Mind Valley, does as well. I'm not sure if it's him or someone else uh, that does that to always reevaluate your your habits or rituals every now and then to make sure that you are actually progressing and moving forward. Yeah, I love that. And Michelle J. Raymond, uh, hey, how are you, Michelle? Uh, loving these tips, which are simple yet powerful. Actually, you know, sometimes the most simplest things that are the most powerful and the most impactful thinking would help me get through working from home challenges. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes as individuals, or maybe this is just me, we often look at some of the simplest things as, yeah, whatever. You know, I've heard that before. Yet if we're really honest with ourselves, when we look, are we really doing that? You know, are we really doing that? You know, one of the most powerful things that works for me, George, um, that really gets me into action is sharing something publicly because I am not going to go back and say to the people that I shared that with that, nah, I didn't do it. <laughs> In fact, I'll probably try and compete um, and, and get it done quicker and more effectively than actually than I had said because there's nothing more um, motivating than being able to go, yep, 
done that. And so, you know, whatever works for you, and I love the way that you've said monitor yourself because you're going to be able to recognise the, the, the good patterns, if you will, and the things, the triggers that may set you off that will undo all of the work that you've done previously because that's a good point too, isn't it? Be mindful of what, what triggers you and then either avoid that or put into place, you know, if, if you are setting time and then all of a sudden your team books out that time in your diary, tell them, look, this date in my, and time in my diary, this is unbookable. You know, this is always blocked out in my diary. We need to step up because if we don't take charge, that thing or whatever it is will continue to, to rule us, isn't it, or drive us. And we have to take 100%, as you said, responsibility uh, for that. And Michelle, she is um, well said. We have had an un amazing show. So we've had Rachel Marr, Derek Boykin and Michelle J. Raymond joining the conversation too, George. They've loved what you've had to say and I know will be impactful for them. If people are watching or listening or even later, to the recording. George, how can they get in contact with you? Yes, you are based in Lebanon, but I would imagine that with the technology that we now have to use, you're, you're, uh, you're able to work and support people from wherever they're based, yes? Exactly, exactly. So basically, I do have most of my clients are actually outside the, the country. So I do work a lot with Europe and the States. So yes, you can reach me like either on by going on my website, greatdanceoflove.com. G-R-E-Y-D-A-N-C-E-O-F-L-O-V-E.com. Uh, or you can send me an email at connection at greatdanceoflove.com as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much again for coming you, on the show. I know that it is very early for you. It was only six in the morning, but no doubt you have been up since 4.44 this morning. So <laughs> that's all right. You've already had a very productive day. So um, that's another thing on your to-do list, which you can tick off as a, as a done and it's been great to connect and please feel free to reach out to George. I'm sure he's got many more habits, many more formulas and principles that he can share with you as well. But start, you know, what's that saying? The best time to have started was probably a year ago, but the second no. best time to start is right now. I and I'm that. sure we have got a, a list or an idea of that one thing that we may have been putting off. And I challenge you in a, the most, uh, you know, empowering way get stuck on that today so again thanks for coming on the show george thank you Anne marie this podcast is brought to you by the influence alliance.com want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series.